Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello, and welcome back to Food Therapy Podcast. I'm here with Lauren, and I feel like it's been a while since we've had a solo episode together. So I'm excited to catch up. Yes, I feel like we have so many things to talk about. We were like going to start talking, and then I was like, wait, let's just hit record. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's true. Um, what is new with you? Give me the Give me the updates. I mean, uh, not too much. We have everything booked for the wedding pretty much, except for like hair and makeup. So we have photographer, videographer, um, May 31st, 2024. Amazing. So almost a little over a year. A little over a year. Flowers, all the things. After party, officiant. Yeah, so pretty much everything we just need to book hair and makeup. And I think that's it. Have you gone wedding dress shopping yet? No, I'm going, I think in June. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. It's, I actually, it's so interesting how a different day can make. So I had my first fitting. I felt amazing. I'm like, I'm so excited. This is exactly what I wanted. Went back for my second fitting and they did something so strange to the bodice and he's switching it back to the original, but I could tell like my whole demeanor just changed. I didn't like the dress as much. Like I didn't feel like myself in it. So even just like a slight tweak that most people wouldn't even notice. So that was interesting. And I have my third and fourth fittings coming up, but you know, I'm modest. It's like the middle part of, um, so I think what they, they shortened the bodice or he like lifted it up. So it, It just like looked different. I I can't even explain. And I had someone with me and she's like, I don't even see what you're talking about. And I showed a photo of the other dress from the last fitting. And she's like, oh yeah, like that does look really different. Um, But it also shows you like, depending on like your mood and what's going on, like your, everything can feel different and it's totally for no, for no reason, but that's really exciting. I'm sure that feels like a relief for you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the biggest stressor was getting the venue booked, but that, yeah. I mean, we did that in what, like December. Um, Amazing. But yeah, yours is coming up like literally tomorrow. Not actually, but so soon. It's in several weeks and I, it's so interesting. My body just feels like it's in a state of fight or flight. So I just went on an incredible trip with my future in-laws and my future husband to South Africa, which I, I want to get into because it was yeah. an incredible experience. But what I also recognized is how stress can just fully impact you. When I was away, I made it a point to not do any wedding planning. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime trip. You know, I'm not spending my time focused on this like one day of my life. Like I want to be present and enjoy. 
I was sleeping better. I was eating regularly. And I, the moment I got back, I felt my body just like fully tighten. I'm in this like fight or flight ball of stress. I actually just, you know, set up another bonus session with my therapist tomorrow because I usually see her every other week. Um, and so I'm just trying to breathe and relax and realize like, it's so not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Like life is so precious, but it can be really hard when you're just like in it. And I'm, we're five weeks out now. So we're and in what it. feels, what feels stressful? Is it like, oh no, what if this thing goes wrong? Like what is, or is it just the overwhelming feeling of like, I'm getting married? Like what, what's the, what are the thoughts? No, the the marriage part I'm the most excited about. Like I'm so excited to marry Jeremy and truly just begin that next stage of life. I think for me, it's just so many things that need to be done. Like it's mm-hmm. a never ending to-do list of like after dinner activities. Like there's something to do every single day. Um, my bridal showers on Sunday that my mom's throwing me. So it's, I'm trying to like get through that first. And then, you know, obviously to the wedding stuff and it's just, you know, the cost of everything, weddings and finances and decisions. It's just a lot. So, um, working through that and at the end of the day, like I'm so excited to get married. I'm so excited to be with my friends and my family trying to remember that. And something my, you know, one of my best friends from college, Georgie said to me, she's like, make a list of things on your phone of things you're so excited for leading up to the big day. Like, what are you most excited to do the day of and and feel? And I thought that was really good advice because mm-hmm. we tend to think in the future, but just trying to be present and focus on the now. Totally. Yeah. There's so many things to think about. I mean, I feel like I'm in like the the flow part of it now, right. Where it's like all the things to get it like ready and set up and book all the things. And then now I'm just kind of like, okay, now I guess we like enjoy. And then several weeks before the wedding where you're in now, it's like, bam, 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 everything that needs to like be done. That couldn't have been done any earlier. No. And it's, we're similar in the sense that we both have had long engagements So Mm -hmm. in the beginning, you're rushing to secure dates and vendors because things are so booked up. But then there's this lull where, as you said, there really isn't that much to do. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like game time. Like right now, I feel like I'm in like game time mode. Um, But it's, it's all really positive things. And like I said, we went on this incredible trip to South Africa and... I posted a little bit about it on my Instagram account because I had so much gratitude during this trip. Obviously not just being able to take a trip like this, but because I, from like a mental health standpoint, was able to go on this type of trip. Um, You know, like 10, 15 years ago, like I I don't know if I would have been able to sit on a 17-hour flight, go to a really remote part of South Africa where, you know, you're taking this Jeep through like dirt to get to your hotel. There's, you know, not ready access to healthcare and hospitals, which I know is like both of our anxiety points. It was literally stresses me out. (laughs) You're talking about, (laughs) but it's the power of, I would say like 
therapy in Lexapro. I felt, Mm -hmm. I truly felt so much gratitude and it is really helpful also to have a partner who is supportive. Like Jeremy does not have that type of anxiety at all. Like he, the more remote he can go, like the better. But he said to me, like, what can I do to support you? And even hearing that from him was just so validating and and kind, but it was just an unbelievable trip. And it was a trip that I really didn't think I would ever be able to go on. So I'm just, I'm so grateful. Uh, So what, what was the flight like? What was, were you nervous before? Like, I feel like when you were mentioning it a couple months ago, like when you had originally, you guys had planned it, you were nervous about it. But how was the flight? What did you do? Did you take drugs? <laughs> well, yeah. So I think I think some of the like the nervousness also came from, you know, I had to get certain vaccines and shots mm-hmm. to go. We had to take malaria pills. So I wow. did it in a way that made me feel safe. So for example, I wasn't going to take a, my first dose of malaria pills on a plane. Like that to me right. would be really anxiety provoking. So totally. Jeremy and I started taking it like one to two days before when we were in the comfort of our home. I could always reach out mm-hmm. to my doctor. I had absolutely no reaction to the malaria pills. It was like I wasn't taking mm-hmm. anything. But I think that's where some of like the angst came from. And as far as the flight goes, I discussed it like in advance with my therapist. She's like, okay, like, you know, what time do you think you'll have dinner on the plane? What are some movies or TV shows that you can download? So on the way there, I watched like my best friend's wedding, um, the movie, I watched The Lion King. I watched the movie in education. So four movies, took a clonopin, went to sleep and had dinner and we were there. It was really not bad at all. Wow. So it gave me the confidence to be able to take longer flights. Like I now I feel that. like I could go to Australia or I could go to Asia and like be fine. Mm-hmm. Did you have a layover anywhere? So we, we had a layover in Atlanta heading to Johannesburg, but then Cape Town was direct. What was the wow. longest flight you've been on? Probably. And I totally get the, like, now you have the confidence and that's, what's amazing is like, it's essentially like real life exposure therapy. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, my longest flight, I mean, the farthest place I've been is Hawaii, but I can't remember. I know that we stopped in Chicago. So however, however far Chicago to Hawaii is Hmm. like eight hours. I don't know. Let's look it up. I'm curious. So that was the longest eight hours was about the longest flight I'd been on before. So this was like, yeah, it looks like it's about nine, 10 hours, actually. That's long. Yeah. I mean, I was little though. I was like, it was like when I didn't know what anxiety, like I was too little to like have anxiety. I mean, I had this brief time in my childhood where it was like, I was always anxious. And then I like, didn't even feel, I was like, why was I ever that anxious? And then it kind of came back. What's so interesting is when I was maybe 10 or 12, maybe my dad, we were considering going on a safari. And I remember having like crippling anxiety, thinking about the idea of possibly going to safari and getting all these shots in the long flight. And for Mm -hmm. Hawaii, I think I mentioned this on this podcast, like I didn't get on a plane because I had such a bad panic attack going to Hawaii. So this has been like such a long time coming. And 
you know, it's felt just so good and being able to explore. And, you know, something else that I mentioned on my Instagram post is we were five to six weeks out from the wedding. If this had been back when I was extremely disordered, that would have been really challenging for me. Like I could see myself bringing protein bars and wanting to control every food situation, which you just can't. Like you can't control food when you're with someone else and you're on other people's schedules. So I was really grateful for that too, because I just didn't care. Like, not that I was like, oh, screw it, I'm eating whatever I want, et cetera. But it was more just like, okay, this is like any other time in my life. Totally. Um, It's interesting. So super happy for you. That's amazing. (laughs) However, on my side of the world, it's been kind of the opposite with my travel, which is interesting. So not in like a horrible way, but I mean, Utah was incredible. So we went to Park City and it was, I felt the way that you're explaining going there because the first time I went there, my cousin has a house there. Last year, I invited a ton of people. It was like 10 or 11 of my friends all in my cousin's house. And it was such a great time, but it was definitely stressful because none of us knew the area and where Mm. she lives. It's about 15, 20 minutes from downtown Park City where we all go skiing. So it was like me trying to coordinate everybody and getting a shuttle for everyone and who's driving here. And oh my God, the Ubers don't come this far out. And oh my God, we can't get to the airport on time. Like all of this like additional stress. So in Park City this year, it was so nice. First of all, there was less people and I, we knew the lay of the land. I was able to schedule the shuttles when we wanted to go, blah, blah, blah. It was like the best time. I was there for a full week and I was like, I want to stay the entire month. Um, which I absolutely would if I didn't leave off. So, nice <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was incredible. And like similar is like, wow, I'm so grateful to be able to do this, but it was the familiarity. Like I really, mm. my anxiety thrives on familiarity of like, I know exactly what I'm getting into. I know where the house is. I know how we're getting there, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I went to Florida literally a week later, again, to one of my family's houses. And, um, I had been there before all familiar. Um, but, and I was with one of my friends and we were having a great time, but I got food poisoning from the Chobani yogurt and wait by the way i i realized after that was the month like you didn't eat yogurt from 2014 did you so it was 2007 it couldn't have been because it was a chobani complete so they didn't have those those are like relatively it was probably like a few months spoiled yeah yeah but i looked it up and i was like what the hell like i am the second i smell smell anything like dairy spoiled like i know It didn't seem that way by any means, but it's interesting because I'm wondering if it was something that like, cause I had one the day before as well. I wasn't able to check the date because it had already gone out in the trash. Um, and I didn't feel so great that day, but I like went on with my day and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm fine. And then when I had the second one, I was like so sick all day. And I'm wondering if it was just like, there was just that much amount of bacteria Mm -hmm. to make you sick that the second day it built up just enough to like actually make me sick, but it was the weirdest thing. And Oh, when I'm sick on vacation, it gives me so much anxiety. And mostly because the day that I was sick 
was Wednesday and we were leaving Thursday. And I was like, oh no, my worst fucking nightmare is to be throwing up and having diarrhea on a goddamn on a plane. plane. So not only was I feeling like shit, but when I have a stomachache, I get so anxious if I have to do absolutely anything. So I was anxious and then it was probably making me feel worse. Um, and then I was like not feeling great. So thank God it was just a 24 hour thing and I was fine on the plane, mm. but oh my God. And like I'm this- like, yeah. I'm such a baby when I'm sick. I'm like, I need to be like fucking coddled and Austin wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. I truly don't think there's anything worse than food poisoning. And especially mm-hmm. food poisoning when you're not in the comfort of your home and with people that make you feel safe. That is right. just really hard. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear that you recovered in time right. for travel. Yeah, I would have died. I literally spent like $400 on a flight to go with my friend. because I was on a different flight. So I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Like I'll just yes. the frontier. And it's, you know, it's so cheap. I'll just do that. And the flight's at 9.50 at night. I'll just work at the airport. No worries. I was like, fuck no, I want to get home. So I am, you know, grateful for the resources to be able to have done that because that definitely eased my anxiety. Um, But again, it's just, it's so crazy the, the way that sickness because I'm also somebody, I'm like, I need to know why this is happening. Right. So well, before I found the expiration yeah. date, I was like, um, what's going on? Am I dying? Like, whatever, you know, my, my mind catastrophizes. So then I realized it was like throughout the day, I kept like burping the dairy. And I was like, this is disgusting. It had to have been expired. And I looked at it and honestly, the relief that I got when I saw nice. the expiration date, I was like, oh, okay, now I know the reason. I'm going to be fine. You know, it's so fascinating. I'm like, I know this is like not what you want to hear, but isn't it so cool that our bodies are so smart to be like, this Mm -hmm. isn't good for you. I'm going to make you sick so you no longer have it in your system. Literally. But it's, yeah. And I, I, Chobani actually has, I've been playing phone tag with this lady. um, Because they've been trying to call me for like customer success. Free Chobani for you. I know. I'm like, um, how can I get something out of this? <laughs> you, but I'm, I'm actually curious, are you grossed out by yogurt now or do you like feel fine with it? It's funny that you asked that because I, I mean, I haven't had a Chobani like drinkable one. Um, it was also interesting because I was like, I think they had changed the formula. Um, well, let me answer your question first, but not really. No, I haven't had the Chobani one. I'm, I'm definitely like not inclined to drink that right now, but I think they changed the formula because I was drinking them pretty avidly and they were like the ones that are like Chobani complete 25 grams of protein. And they were definitely thicker. Like they were tasty, but it was really hard to get the, like once you were down to the bottom to get the last like chunk of it, mm. chunk isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? So when I was drinking this one, I was like, this is so interesting. It's only 20 grams of protein now. And I was drinking and it was much thinner. So I was like, Oh, maybe like something in the formula they changed that wasn't agreeing with me or something like that. But yeah. And it's weird because dairy yogurt, not milk, milk will definitely make you sick past the, the expiration date. But I was reading so many things that like dairy is kind of 
you can consume it. I mean, maybe a few weeks after, but probably not two months. Right. Right. And I think what you said is true. It might have just been just enough to make you sick, mm-hmm. like maybe having it back to back. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, it just sucks. Like I got really sick from an oyster last year and I haven't been able to eat oysters since. Like I just, and I also think being on vacation, like I, maybe I would be more open to trying an oyster if I'm in New York. But if I'm on vacation and there is a possibility that it's contaminated and I'm going to get sick, I'm not doing it. No, can't. Especially before it's right. Yeah. So if you, I'm curious with South Africa, like I'm so happy everything went well, but say something like this would have happened. Do you feel like you were in such a good mental space that it's like, oh, no, I'm good. I'll just be sick and, you know, I'll have the rest of the trip. Or do you think it would have thrown you for a loop? Oh no, it totally would have thrown me for a loop just because <laughs> the, I, when you're feeling sick, you think you're like never going to feel well again. Literally. Like, like, yeah. So either it's a cold or you have a stomach bug, like you never think you're going to feel well. I will say I had the benefit of having my brother-in-law to be, he is a surgeon and he's a doctor. So yeah. in the back of my head, I felt an extra layer of protection, knowing that there is a doctor always around. Um, not to say if I just went alone with Jeremy that I, I would feel extremely concerned, but I'm kind of in this headspace. Like I can't control everything. My therapist, I said to her, because I thought at the time that we were supposed to go on a really small plane, which also was definitely anxiety provoking for me, like a Mm -hmm. six to eight seat propeller type jet. Um, it turns out that we actually were on like a 45 person plane and it was completely fine. But I said to her, I'm like, I had all this anxiety, like, Oh my God, like, what if I don't make it to my wedding? Like, what if I die in the plane? And she goes, then you won't know because you're dead. I was like, (laughs) I'm like, that's so dark, but it's so true. She's like, you literally wouldn't know. (laughs) You won't know. She always says it like it is. I've been working with her for like a decade. She, she calls me out on my stuff all the time, but she was like, then you wouldn't know, like, you're not alive. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not Great. wrong. Oh my god. But yeah, overall, it was incredible. I'm so excited for upcoming wedding, maybe like the next solo, because it will be, I guess, a month out. We'll talk about pre-wedding maybe discuss how you're feeling leading up to trying on dresses. Cause it's definitely mm-hmm. an interesting experience, especially after being on kind of this food freedom or body acceptance journey. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's lots of good things happening. Yes. So many things, but we felt like we had to update you guys because we even needed to update each other. Yes, so this is the perfect did. little episode. We are going to be continuing with, two episodes per month for now and we'll be working on Serena our intern is doing amazing with our our food therapy pod uh Instagram so go show us and her some love over there and as always leave a review subscribe all the things Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review, let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. 
All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at Food Therapy Pod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.